Podcast Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, friends. I have a laundry list of things that I think we need to get to in this episode of After 9, Cat, and it includes uh, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors who went on a tangent last night. I didn't know I liked him until he went on a tangent. Listening to him talk is so fun. I love him. So we're going to get to Darko coming up in a few. We're also going to talk more about Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. First off, I thought, let's talk about some personal stuff. Okay. What would you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Girlfriend texts me to tell me she got to work and realized she forgot her purse. Now, I'm assuming she texted me to tell me she forgot her purse because she really wants her purse, but she can't leave work to go home and get it. It's not exactly around the corner. So I, like a hero, stepped up and said, don't worry about it, honey. Soon as I'm done work, I will bring you your purse. Very nice of you. Yes. And I would assume because she said that, maybe she wants you to. That's what I'm reading into this. But she wrote me back and said, nope, nope, you're busy. Don't worry about it. I'll be fine. I can make it through. I don't have much to do after work today. My question to you is, is that a test? Should I bring her the purse anyway, (laughs) even though she specifically said she'll be fine, she doesn't need the purse? Okay, my first question to you would be first, um, are you busy? I'm like so she said, not like busy. if she's like, oh, you're busy, you're doing that. I don't know. If you're not doing anything anyway, maybe you take the dog for a nice drive. Ooh. Go drop off the purse. Yeah. That'd be a fun little visit. And that'd be sweet of you. I oh, think that's okay. nice. Right, right, right. Like, I mean, if you did have things to do, then she's probably bang on. She knows you're busy. But I'm trying to think if, if I was in that scenario. If you told your husband, I forgot my purse, but I don't need it. And he just showed up at your work with your purse. Yeah. Would that be a good thing or a bad but thing? But here's the thing is I don't think I would text him that information. Unless I wanted him to bring it. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I, I don't think I'd randomly, it's not like you text her and said, hey, did you forget anything today? Right? She brought it up to you. Right. So I think in the back of her mind, she would like it, but she's like, I don't want to bother you. But I would love it. But no, 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 no. Don't do it. Got right? It. Like, why else would you do it? Can you make it now without your purse or your wallet? I know that well, we've got, a lot of people have got like Apple Pay and Google yes. Pay and stuff like that set up on their phones. But there's other things, I assume, that are in her purse that she might need. What if she needs a, a lip gloss or a, whatever? I don't know what else she, shit you guys keep in your purses. Yeah. What, if, what if she needs any of those things? I feel like these are important things, and I should probably be part of the solution here. Well, I mean, you could be part of the solution. But to answer your question, I, I, I play that game a lot more than I used to. Like, I'll bring my purse to work just because like I'll have everything with me for work. But let's say like I got to just zip out and do something. I roll that dice sometimes. I don't bring anything but my phone and my keys, obviously, because I need to start the car. But... Aside from that, I don't bring much with me, and I just play that game. The only downside is, like, if I do not bring my wallet, because I have, I do all the Apple Pay stuff and everything, so I don't really need it. I hate when people don't take it, by the way. It's 2024. Can you just all take Apple Pay? There's places that don't yes. take Apple Pay? I literally, I was at a store, and I all I had was my phone with me, and kind of a similar scenario, where my husband was, was coming, but wasn't there yet, so I had to wait for him to get there to pay because I didn't have a card. I didn't have bring a wallet. So I thought all debit machines could accept no, it. No, the old G, oh, the OG ones do not. Uh, yeah. So this place just happened to have an old one. I was like, oh. Oh, that sucks. Come on, man. That sucks. Okay, so I'm leaning toward be a good guy, show up at work with her purse, and I won't even knock. I don't need to go in. I don't need to say hi or anything like that. I can just leave it with her secretary. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or just, hey, I'm in the parking lot. 
Maybe she wants to come out and say hi. Mm. Like I said, bring the dog. Make it a little visit. That's probably who she's excited to see. Yeah, hoping I'll bring the well, dog. That's what I'm thinking. It's a thing, right? <laughs> okay. One more thing I want to fill you in on. I um, Over the holidays, my son kind of shocked me when he said he wanted a record player for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me because the very first music that I started collecting when I was younger was on vinyl. Uh, the first one I bought, you... Uh, were you a, a record person? Probably not. You were no, a cassette not era? At all. Uh, CD. More CD. CD. I never really, I don't even know if I owned CD or uh, cassettes, but my pa- I remember growing up, my parents had cassettes. Got it. But I didn't get into anything until CDs. Okay. So for perspective, in case you're wondering, how long ago was this, Scott? I'll tell you the first three records that I owned. Debbie Gibson. You don't know who Debbie Gibson is, I think you? I think I recognize the name. Okay. Now she's like a, a major Broadway singer. She goes by Deborah Gibson, and, okay. and but she yeah. was a pop singer in the '80s. Tiffany. Yep, I've recognized that name. Yeah. And the soundtrack to the original Batman movie that Prince did with Bat Dance. On oh it. yeah. Those were the first three vinyl records that I owned, and I remember it vividly because I only had three records, so I didn't have a lot of choice in what I listened to. Now we've got an infinite number of choices, and even though we've moved on from vinyl to cassette, that was kind of short-lived because cassettes weren't that convenient. They never sounded great. And they were just a lot of work. Yeah. And then we went to CDs, which I think were very convenient for most people, and then we evolved into MP3s and streaming. And now, with multiple apps, you can access millions of songs on your phone on demand, and you don't even have to buy them. You just pay mm-hmm. a monthly fee to subscribe. You can listen to whatever you want, whenever you want, on demand. Or just take a, suck up the ads and listen on YouTube music, that kind of thing. You can listen anywhere, anytime. But for some reason, younger people today are going back and buying vinyl. But they're not doing it like I used to do back in the day. I used to have to go down to HMV or Sunrise Records. Played a record in Mississauga was a spot that I used to go all the time. And buy vinyl. Mm-hmm. Now younger people, even though they have all this technology at their fingertips, are going to record stores and buying shit on vinyl. It's crazy to me. Yeah, they. Uh, it's a. Uh, I don't even know if they do it because of the quality. I know that the vinyl quality is different than than streaming. I think it's also like it, it's just a collector's item for a lot of people too. It's kind of neat, and I know some people who use that as like a a spot in their home, like their record area, because you don't hide a record player. I don't know anyone who owns a record player that hides it. It's kind of a display case. It's in a display of some kind, right? And then you've got your records and you like to show them and and it's a hobby, an expensive hobby though, like you mentioned, because it is way more expensive than you think. Cat, the price of vinyl is insane. When I was buying vinyl back in my younger days, it was $9.99. You could go into Play to Record or HMV, Sunrise, whatever. Get any record you wanted. They were between nine and twelve ninety nine for that whole album. Now they're charging like forty five, fifty bucks for vinyl. Wow, it's crazy. That is crazy. Mentioned that on our radio show today, and Octavia, producer of the Scott and Cat Show, mentioned, "Yeah, I have a record player too, which is totally on brand for Octavia." Uh, bring, let's bring Octavia in for a sec. Hey, hello. What is it about vinyl that you like that you can't get from any of the technology sources you have in your phone? I like the old timiness of it. Old timiness. <laughs> okay, so is it the process of it too? Like when you say the old timiness, is it the sound or like the process of physically having something? Because you grew up probably not physically having something 
right? Because everything was tangible to us growing up, whether it was CDs uh, for you, records and then cassettes and then CDs, you had something in your hands. So is that kind of part of it too? Yeah, I like the idea of just the whole atmosphere that goes with it, you know, just putting on a record and sitting and hanging out, you know, just enjoying that music. So you're making it a vibe, really? Yes, 100%. You can't blame the younger generation for that. Because like I said, they never had that. Okay. So now that it's being brought back, it's a neat concept. Well, if that's the case, then why are you driving a car and not a horse and buggy? We move (laughs) on. Things change. And and I'm just wondering, I mean, hey, God bless you for wanting to do it. And and my son, uh, he wants to to listen to some vinyl records. Okay, fine. But what shocked me is the cost. It's like 50 bucks for a record. It's five times more than they used to cost. And you're okay paying that, even though you could access that same music for free. I am, but I I don't buy a lot of records often just because of the cost of it. So, you know, I make do with, I think I have maybe six right now and just listen to those. Six records. That's about all the average person could afford, I think. Uh, It's amazing, though, that just about everything you hear on the radio, and I didn't know this either, is available on vinyl. Like I was going through trying Mm -hmm. to find some records to go with his record player and Hell, look at Travis Scott. I've got all sorts of shit that are putting yeah. out their albums on vinyl. And yeah. I'm wondering how much money are they making that five years ago never would have been conceivable. Yeah. I think everybody got used to the fact that we don't sell albums anymore. We just get royalties from the streams from Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube yeah. Music. I bet it's like shocking them that not only can they sell tangible physical albums again, they're getting five times the price for it. Yeah. And those uh, those artists, like you mentioned, like Travis Scott, Taylor Swift released her latest album via vinyl and it sold out. It was like the highest, um, I guess, I don't think it was highest priced, but it was like the most money made off of a vinyl in recent, like recent artists kind of thing in a long, long time. And they're outpacing all the other older technologies, if you will, obviously, because who, I don't even know, do they make CDs? I don't know if they make CDs or not. Do they make not. CDs? I see vinyl and I see ads for Spotify. That's about all it is when it comes to music these days. You know, like, listen, I don't hate on the vinyl thing. I think it's cool, uh, too. I get it. It's a vibe. It's a total vibe. But, Octavia, don't get into cassettes. If for some reason one of your friends like, we should listen on cassette, don't do it. It's so much labor. It's not worth it. My parents still have, like, shelves of cassettes. And I tried and I for whatever I did, I had the tape like unraveling and then you have to like crank it back up. I gave up. It's awful. <laughs> and then rewind it. Up. You stick a pencil in and turn it. That's it. It's not cranking it back up. No, but to rewind something, to listen to something, like you like a song, you sit there and you rewind it and hope you don't rewind too far. And then sometimes you do or you don't rewind enough. It's awful. Hey, I'll give you a little tip. If you press play and record at the same time, it'll record. Did you know that? That's how we recorded shit off the radio. Only if you had, didn't you have to have like a record? I used to record you off the radio probably back in the day, Scott. <laughs> no, but didn't you have to have like, you had to have one that gave you that ability or did they all? As long as you have the recording button, that red recording button, you'd have to push that and play. If you push those two th- together, you would record. But yeah. if you just push play, it would advance the, the tape and play. Fuck. I miss it. Oh, gee. Those were, uh, the only thing I ever used a cassette for really was radio. That's what we used to record our shows on. We'd record them on cassette and then pop them in the cassette deck in our cars on the way home and listen to the radio show. It was wild back in the day. What is your, um, what vinyls did your son want, by the way? I'm just curious. He's not into like the pop music. Is he, what, what was it? I, uh, I got him, um, uh, Luke Combs record. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Luke yeah, Combs, yeah. uh, Morgan Wallen. Okay. Cool. He's into country music. Yeah. Country stuff. Okay. Yeah. Very good. 
Is it weird that my kid doesn't listen to me on the radio? He listens to country music. Uh, probably not. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't care. He just wants his music. That's fine. That's fine. In any case, I thought it was real trippy. One last question on this one, though. If you think back to maybe even your your childhood growing up, you probably had maybe that wall of cassettes like Octavia here was talking mm-hmm. about. I remember those. Maybe you had that box or that milk crate full of vinyl records. Maybe you had one of those big towers of CDs sitting beside your big TV. Maybe you had all those VHS tapes just piling up or DVDs. Where did they all go? You know, we talk about the Mandela effect, right? We've done it many times here on the pod. Shit that we all distinctly remember that a lot of other people don't. And it's almost like when we reset this matrix that we're living in, it it just glitched a little bit and it left something out. So I'm wondering, knowing full well that every house had dozens of VHS tapes, Every house probably had dozens of CDs in it. Now you can walk into just about any home on your street and you probably wouldn't find one VHS or one cassette or one DVD. Where the fuck did they all go? Is there a landfill somewhere in the Pacific with literally millions of VHS tapes and CDs in it? Probably. Where did they all go? Because that doesn't seem like something we would throw out. But it seems like everybody threw it all out. Or does every house just have a box in the basement full of the old Disney vault and shit like that? Is yeah. that what it is? Some people still have it. Like, I mean, I we have some DVDs still. We still have DVDs in my house. But a what, like, uh, I want to say like five years ago or so, we went through everything. And there was boxes of CDs, tons of DVDs. Like between my husband and I, we accumulated so much because we had so much before we moved in together. So sometimes we had doubles. And I figured I'll try to make money off of this before people no longer want it because that was when streaming was started, right? Like Netflix was getting started. And I thought, this is the way it's going now. Nobody wants a DVD. Why would they? So I sold a bunch to The Beat Goes On. Really? And I actually got some decent cash at the time for all that shit. Now, where it went after, because suddenly now if you walk into A Beat Goes On, which, by the way, I'll fully admit, The Beat Goes On, good for you guys, because I thought they're going to go under. There's no way people are buying it. But what do they do? They pivot. They pivot, pivot, and they're selling vinyl, and I'm sure they're making good money, and there's merch in there now and all that shit. HMV probably could have done, but rest in peace, HMV. Uh, But anyway, I sold mine, but where it went after that, yeah, probably in the landfill. How sad is that, though? Because you remember how many of them there were. That's it. That's the thing. Every house had tons of these things, and now almost nobody has them. I'm just wondering what happened. Is that a Mandela effect thing, or did we all just collectively one day say, fuck this, and throw everything out? Uh, Let's get to some of the things that are going on here today, Kat. We'll start off with this. It is another proper shitting of the bed by meteorologists at Environment Canada. (laughs) Yesterday's storm was not as advertised. No, not at all. People thought there was going to be a lot more snow. For me, too, I went. So I shoveled when I I got uh, home yesterday. Uh, which is what, around like, after our meeting yesterday, it was like 11, something like that. I, I gave it a quick shovel and I thought, I'll come back. It's still snowing. At the time it was still snowing. And I, we'd heard that it was going to snow for a while until it changed to rain. So I thought I had time. It started raining real quick and a way more rain than we thought. So it was heavy and it was gross. And now it's like a wet mess everywhere. But it wouldn't be the first time they kind of screwed up with what was coming. The problem when they get this stuff wrong is people get so skeptical. Yeah, And we don't really want that. I mean, it is yeah. truly a science. And and I guess they just got it wrong or they just didn't anticipate that the temperature would be that one extra degree warmer that's than it. it was. And that's the difference between rain and snow. And in all fairness, like, 
I'm like, I'm not a meteorologist, but how do you know for sure that it's not going to be, you know, your one degree as compared to your zero or your minus one? That shit can change. It does vary. Um, so it's it's never a guarantee. Of course, they would never do a guarantee. They'd be out a lot of money. Imagine they were like, we guarantee you this is going to happen or you could sue us. Everyone would sue the government. It'd be great. I'd love to sue I'd the love government. I'd love to sue the government. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have so much money. Um, we've got an update now on the saga that I believe started with Aaron Rodgers, responded to by Jimmy Kimmel. Now Aaron Rodgers has responded to the response from Jimmy Kimmel. Listen to this. Unprompted, he comes out and says that I'm an overly concussed wacko. In my opinion, it seemed like because I believe that there was a list and that there were names on that. We fast forward to this last week. I'm quoting myself here. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't come out. End quote. I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be. I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero concrete evidence. That's ridiculous. But as I listened back to the original, like he gave us one portion of the quote. It wasn't end quote. He kept talking. He said, I can't wait. If that list does come out, I'm going to pop some champagne, something along those lines. That's not verbatim what he said. So it, it was an implication that Jimmy Kimmel's name could be on it. Now, he claims it's because Jimmy Kimmel said there was no list or there wouldn't be a list or whatever Jimmy said. But we knew there was a list. So, I mean, I questioned Jimmy Kimmel in this case, but also Aaron Rodgers most definitely mentioned Jimmy Kimmel. In my mind, uh, Aaron Rodgers mentioning Jimmy Kimmel's name or any name when he was talking about the Jeffrey Epstein list. Shouldn't have done that. Jimmy Kimmel going off for seven minutes about it. Probably didn't need to do that. I hope that this is kind of the end of this whole thing. If Jimmy Kimmel goes on his show tonight and tries to bash him again, you know what? Stop doing that. If you want to sue him, sue him. If you want to sue him, sue him. Otherwise, shut up. Everybody shut up. I think probably Aaron Rodgers said just enough to so that we all knew exactly what he meant. Without crossing the actual line. That's the line. thing is when you look at the quote, it doesn't seem like it. But when you watch it, go back and watch it. It's out there. You could see him acting like I'm a pop a bottle. And he mentions Kimmel specifically. Yeah. So I'm sure you heard words about Jimmy Kimmel was involved, but you can't you shouldn't say names and let that be a lesson. Don't name names like that. Right. There is a part two to this clip. Listen to this. I'm glad that Jimmy is not on the list. I really am. I don't think uh, he's the P word. It's impressive that a man who went to... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's basically the the mea culpa. Yeah, he's not on it. I hope he's not on it. Whatever, Glad whatever, he's not whatever. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he went down there because Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. went dirty. He did too, yeah. You know, Jimmy Kimmel is... Uh, it's a common play, right? With someone that you disagree with. You shame them and you call them names and you make fun of them. And that happens all the time. Well, Aaron Rodgers gave it back last night. Jimmy Kimmel's rant commented on Aaron Rodgers' education. What did he go to? UCLA and he never even graduated because he got drafted into the I NFL? I think he Is says what, what he went to school for here, if you want to hear it. Arizona State and has 10 joke writers can read off a prompter. So, you know, my education at JUCO and my three semesters at Cal that I'm very proud of has worked out for me. And I'm glad to see it's worked out for him as well. So I wish him the best. Again, I don't give a what he says about me. But as long as he understands what I actually said, that I'm not accusing him of being on a list, then I'm all for moving forward. If it was a Judge Cat scenario, I'd just be like, you know what? Great. Don't sue him. Don't sue him. Keep his name out of your mouth. Keep his fucking name out of your mouth. <laughs> Shut up. Carry on. That's it. I think it can be over now. I really hope Jimmy Kimmel doesn't respond to this because it's really not good for anybody that this keeps going on. And I also don't think that Kimmel wants to put any more spotlight on Aaron Rodgers or on the Epstein list. Yeah. So I tend to think that he won't say much. 
Let's play something else that you may not have seen when it actually happened. Last night, the Raptors were in L.A. They were playing the Lakers, and it did seem grossly unfair. I mean, the Lakers got 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. The Raptors got like two. Mm-hmm. It was bad. And the head coach of the Raptors, Darko Radkovic, Radkovic? I think I'm saying that right, but I, nobody's ever really clarified that for me. In any case, after the Raptors lost by one point, and again, the Lakers went to the line 23 times, the Raptors went twice. They still only lost by one point. The final was 132-131. After the game, the post-game interviews, head coach Darko here went off on a tangent. I don't know how much he's going to get fined for this, but listen up. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in the, in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, the, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for a whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. <laughs> so good, right? Let me ask you a question. Why is this one of the first times I can think of anyway that we see a Toronto coach really go to bat for a young Toronto star? Because it seems like most Toronto coaches, whether it's Raptors, Jays, Leafs, they're very passive. They're very meek. It's almost like they were told, don't fucking rock the boat with the league. Just shut your mouth, suck it up and, and bear it. Darko here went off. He was honest. He was raw. You can tell he's the biggest Scotty Barnes fan out there. Yeah. And and he's he's mad because his players are getting screwed here and i'm happy to hear that passion i i never even heard him talk because so i i usually watch the uh a bit of the game that's it but because i get up so dang early i don't stay up for the post game stuff even when they're playing at eastern seven o'clock like i i don't stay up for it so that's the first time i really heard him talk that much i might have heard him a little bit before i didn't realize <laughs> i think he's great i think it's good that he's that passionate that's what i want to hear isn't that all we want to hear from coaches? Like, I know that that's maybe not respectable in the le- in league terms, and maybe he'll get fined for it. But that's the kind, that would be the kind of coach I'd want to have my back. I'd want you to stand up for our team. And, and as a fan, we want you to stand up for our team. Yes. That's exactly what we want. So I like him. I didn't know I'd like him, but here we are. I, I like that guy. Good for him. I hope the fine is gentle and quick. Do you feel bad for Jeremy Hansen? The astronaut, the Canadian astronaut that's oh, going to the moon. right, 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 right. They scrubbed um, his mission yesterday. But is he still going to go up there? Uh, to the moon! To the moon! That's what they say, right? Well, um... Or is there skepticism that it's even going to happen? I don't Are know. Are people not, not thinking it's actually... It's because we've never been to the moon. 
We were never there. Ready? Na- Ready na- for me to stir that pot? Go ahead. Yeah, it was I don't all think fake. We were ever it there. was all a big fucking production fucking Hollywood thing. Stage. You know, fuck. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't have a commercial in the middle of it. Uh, NASA says technical issues with the Orion capsule are behind the postponement with NASA Administrator Bill Nelson describing the Artemis program as incredibly different from previous NASA expeditions. Basically, we sent up this Orion capsule, and it was supposed to go and do the legwork and drop some shit off. Uh, Imagine if you were traveling and your luggage went ahead of you. To make your travel a little bit easier, that's kind of what they're doing here. But it it blew a battery or something like that, Mm -hmm. and now there's no chance it's going to touch down on the moon. So they got to reset, they got to get a new capsule, then they got to send that fucking thing to the moon, and then they can start this process all over again. Now, Hansen was never going to land on the moon, they say, but he was going to do a circle around it, a couple of loops, and he'd be closer than any Canadian has ever gone before. And I have to think that even if this is what you've trained for for your entire life, there's nerves, right? Yeah. You know that this is life or death. When you get in that rocket, that may be the last time you ever see home. You psych yourself up for that. You get ready for that. You prep your mind for that. And then to find out now 10 months before you're scheduled to take off, yeah, it's not going to happen for at least another year. That's got to be incredibly disappointing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he may not even be the best pilot for the job in 2025 it may even go to someone else. Like, he oh, may have missed his chance. Cha- well, things happen, right? And things change. Health-wise, things happen and change for yep. people. I think about that the most, right? That's probably one of the main reasons why. Because you have to be suitable in every single way. And that means health-wise. You get examined like crazy if you're going up there. Understandably so. Because they want to make sure it's as safe as possible. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess to answer your question, I do. I feel bad for the guy. Like, that. I'm sure he's not excited about the fact he has to wait another year if he's lucky. <laughs> it's going to be another year. In Toronto, I have a feeling people are going to be quite angry today. Uh, Toronto Mayor Olivia Chow's first budget is being tabled. It includes a 10.5% tax increase. Now, during the campaign for mayor to replace John Tory, Olivia Chow refused to say how much taxes would go up. This is a question that that she just wouldn't answer. And she was asked by everybody, and they said, well, why won't you answer? And she said, I'm just not going to answer. She just flat out refused to say how much. And now the increase is more than double what some people expected Mm. her high-end increase might be. So it gets worse. Unless the federal government comes through with $250 million for the refugee situation, Mm. it's going to be a 16.5% increase over $1,000 a year more in property taxes. And I'm wondering, at what point are people going to say enough's enough? It's law, by the way. Cities are not allowed to run deficits. Municipalities are not allowed to run deficits. In other words, if they want to spend it, they've got to have the money come in from somewhere. And there's only a few ways that you can bring in money. Uh, you can use those fucking red light cameras that I hate so much. You can use taxes and a few other things, maybe some user fees to use a library or a pool or something like that. But they don't have a lot of sources of revenue. So they got to raise taxes. And a 16.5% tax increase unless the feds gives them a quarter billion dollars. Wow. What do you do, right? Like, I mean, we all know that this is the worst possible time in Canadian history, maybe outside of just after the world wars, to come to people and say, 
pay up. We need more money. We need more yeah. money. But these municipalities keep doing it. I live in Burlington. My taxes went up like fucking crazy, even though there's been no increase to service. Yeah. And I think it's like that almost everywhere where there's a highly populated, I guess, areas. Uh, yeah, it's frustrating. You move away from it. Like th- that. What other options do we have? I mean, you ask, what do we do? That's the only option. Like, I know people who've done that. And that's what you got to do. If it's getting too expensive, find the next town over. That'll do. Do you think that's what they want, though? Like, they must know there's going to be people who can't afford this. Do you think they're trying to chase people out of the city, current homeowners? I don't know. I don't know that answer. Scary stuff. I don't know, like, would there be reason why they would? Why they want to? Uh, because we have a lot of people, some with a lot of money. I mean, there's refugees here, and those are the ones that we are in particular supporting as a country. We're putting them up in hotels and giving them debit cards and all that, giving them clothes, all that sort of stuff. But then there's also just regular immigrants who are coming to Canada, and some of them have a lot of money, money they're ready to spend, but there's no houses available. So I'm wondering, are they trying to take the people who are currently in the big cities? Uh, Kitchener is another one that just took a massive hit in property value. Um is the goal here to try and chase people out of the cities and fill the cities with the new, quote-unquote, Canadians? I don't know. I don't know either. It's a strange one. Um, have you been following this story that broke yesterday about the convenience store robbery in Peterborough? No. Here's what happened, and then I'm going to read you what is very rare in my estimation. The chief of police in Peterborough put out a statement basically telling all of us to fuck off. <laughs> we... Uh, This is the situation in a nutshell, and I'm going to paraphrase. An armed robber broke into a convenience store. He had a bat. He hit the clerk that was working at the convenience store with a bat in an attempt to rob him. So the convenience store worker was talking to a customer. Guy broke in. He's armed with a bat. Hey, give me all the money. Bit of a struggle ensued. Bad guy clocked him with this baseball bat. Well, whoever this convenience store employee is, obviously a very resilient individual because they got right back up, wrestled the bat away from this guy, chased him down the street, and beat the holy hell out of him (laughs) with a bat. Wow. He was charged with assault causing bodily harm. Oh, my gosh. A lot of people find that hard to swallow. Just yesterday, we talked about Mm -hmm. stand your ground. And, And that's a little different because... It's on your property. If someone's tried to come into your home or hurt your family or your pets, I think you should be allowed to use any amount of force you deem necessary to end that situation. And it's a fuck around, find out kind of thing. If that person who's trying to harm you has to learn the hard way that you're a firearms owner and they get shot, well, they got shot. You just fucked with the wrong family. So don't fuck with people in general. This is kind of a similar thing, except it's a business. And the assault that the convenience store clerk was arrested for didn't actually happen inside the store. He chased him down and beat him with it. Yeah, so it is a little bit different for me. A little different because you're not in imminent danger, and clearly you didn't feel that much of a threat because you still chased after the guy. And that person gave up, you know what I mean? It was like, basically, hey, okay, forget it, I'm out of here. Or they're just slow. Or they're slow. (laughs) Very, just a bad runner. Well, the chief of police, his name is Stu Betts. Today is his one-year anniversary on the job in Peterborough. Chief Stu here says, I'm going to read you his statement. I would not normally release a message of this kind, but the commentary that has taken place following our media release today in relation to a store clerk also being charged following an attempted robbery is unfair to the men and women of my organization, the Peterborough Police. They're doing great work in our community. Yes, this case is unusual, but in a world where security cameras are everywhere, 
Do you really think we would not have seized and reviewed the footage as part of the investigation and prior to laying charges? If you follow anything in the media, you will know I cannot speak to the particulars of this case because it's before the courts. But if you have a desire to know what has led to the charges, follow the case in court. Allow the facts of the case to guide your commentary and opinion, not your reaction to a headline. I've been the chief of Peterborough Police for exactly one year today. For those who follow me or live in our community, know I am vocal about public safety, accountability, and transparency, all an effect to maintain public trust and confidence. I have every confidence in my staff. You may not like the police. You may not like my organization in particular. I can't change or comment on what you may or may not believe or on what has been done in the past. I wasn't part of the past. I'm the present. It's not about politics. Politics has nothing to do with facts. This is not about race, as some have suggested. This is not about perception that criminals go free while victims of crime are penalized. This is about the law. Good statement. Should he have said it? Did he need to say it? Mm. Here's what I think he needed to do. Put out the fucking video. Let us see. If he's criticizing people for criticizing his police service over the headline that the, uh, the attacker or the person who was the victim ended up getting charged. It was the victim that got charged. Yeah. If he's upset that people hear that. Then release it. Then yeah. release the tape. Yeah. Police release the tape all the time. You're bragging about the fact that you've got the tape. Put the tape out there. That doesn't interfere with the court case. Police put out video of crime all the time. And what is the reasoning for it? Is it is it privacy? Are they attempting to give this store owner pro- or, or the I don't even know. I guess, like you said, the victim, the initial victim, that person privacy or the person that came in wheeling a bat in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's about privacy or if maybe they're not that rock solid confident in their case or hmm. maybe they're just playing fast and loose here with with the facts. Listen, police are able to put out video. No doubt they're allowed to put out video. Does it jeopardize the court case? I guess you'd have to go on a case-by-case basis, but in this case, I don't see how that would happen. It happened. It was in public, and it was caught on surveillance camera. If there's that much distrust in the the police right now because of shit like this, put out the tape. And maybe the chief is absolutely right. Maybe this convenience store clerk did go too far. Right off the bat, it sounds like he may have gone too far. Right off the bat. Yeah. If he wrestled the bat away from the guy in the store and beat the shit out of and him with it. And then followed him and chased him, right? That's it, where it's a bad look. It's yeah, the follow and chase, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so chances are the police probably got it right. You can't do that. You're allowed yeah. to defend yourself. You can't beat somebody who did you wrong. That's just the way yeah. it works. But put out the tape and verify it. He talks about having trust in the service and building trust in the community. Then put your money where your mouth is and release the damn video. Let's see what actually happened here. And you know what? Like I said, maybe the cops were absolutely right. Or maybe they got it wrong. And let's be honest, the cops have got it wrong a few times recently. We just talked yesterday about Montreal, ask Montreal police, asking mm. people not to share on social media their ring doorbell videos of yeah. people stealing their packages because it might violate the privacy of the thief. You know, shit like that combined with shit like this is the reason there's mistrust. We live, like the chief said, in a time when there's video everywhere. Put out the fucking video. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happened here. And on that, 
I think we got to go. Do we cover yeah. everything? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Listen, fun one today, everybody. Uh, fill up if you can. Gas went down four cents overnight. That doesn't happen very often. Decent, so decent. If, if you get a chance, go ahead and do that. Uh, tomorrow on our radio shows, another clue on the 10K Jetaway. This is a real good contest. 820, we give out a clue. It's for a city or a destination. If you know the city or destination that day, you just go to our website and enter it. That's an entry in the contest. You only need one, but the more entries you have, the yeah. better. And there's a new clue every day. It's 10 grand to go wherever you want. It's amazing. Almost anywhere you want. You can't say, I want to go to fucking Russia or something oh, like that. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're probably we're not going to pay for that. We are definitely going to put a couple of asterisks on those. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But it is a good contest, yeah. It's the contest that'll send you almost anywhere. Almost. <laughs> it's called the 10K Jetaway. All the info is on our website. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. A 34-year-old politician just became France's youngest prime minister in modern history. 34. Yep, he's the first world leader to celebrate his election with a TikTok dance. We're currently in the middle of what they're calling a triple-demic, which sounds like the new burger at Jack in the Box. The health officials say we need to act now to get vaccinated before it becomes a triple-demic with cheese. So please, this could supersize. The triple-demic is the flu, COVID, and RSV all teaming up like the three amigos of phlegm. <laughs> a man in Portland recently found a working iPhone along the side of a road that is believed to have been on board the Alaskan Airlines plane that had a door plug blow off mid-flight. And honestly, I'm not sure what's scarier, having the door blow off your plane or losing your phone? <laughs>